Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there, Tom. How's it going? Very good, thank you, Josh. Mainly because I have not been able to introduce a Thing Park film review <gasps> for, I guess, I'd have to check this for sure, but it, I, I'm pretty sure over two years. Wowie. I know, but... Thanks to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yeah. Emily Blunt, yeah. and the crew yeah. of the Jungle Cruise. We're back, baby. Oh, boy. The park movies are big again, and we have one to talk about in the shape of Jungle Cruise. Very, very exciting indeed. We did have a bonus drive time special. We did, yeah. Last week. Where I had to mount a curb to avoid a moped driver, and uh, yeah. There was some very questionable driving going on there. I mean, there's some questionable driving that goes on. In Jungle Cruise, it's true. 2021 Disney movie, but uh, nothing that, that matched the questionable driving that went on on the way back from the cinema last weekend. And you can experience some of that secondhand, I suppose, by listening to the Drive Time Special, where we gave our immediate thoughts on the Jungle Cruise uh, because of a weird quirk of the recording schedule last weekend. Yeah. So that was the reason for the little bonus for you there. But yes, proper thing park film review this week uh, if you're a long time listener you may remember back in the early days of 2019 oh, this was oh, incredible a long time ago the sun was shining covid what covid what covid it's beautiful it was great yeah because you get you get into europe fine and uh, oh, yeah oh oh yeah yeah uh, yeah, went through such classics as The Country Bears, oh. The Haunted Mansion, Tower of Terror, uh, The Mission to Mars. Yeah. Remember that one? What was your favourite, Josh? Because you, of course, at the at the finale of that year, Christmas 2019, you did then go back and do a yes. Thing Park film bracket. I did. With a few extras thrown in, such yeah. as, I think, Wonder Park. Wonder Park and uh, Three Ninjas, Magic Mountain. Yes. Yeah. What What was your favourite coming out of that, and why was it Country Bears? <laughs> uh, uh, Haley Joe Osman, uh, whatever his name is. Oh, the icy dead people guy. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, yeah, but it, it wasn't though, was it? It was uh, quite obviously Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, uh, and there was not really any contest, <laughs> no. uh, genuine contest there. I mean, bless you, Josh, you did try your best to make a genuine competition out of the okay. lineup of films that you yeah. had for that particular bracket that you did. But yes, let's be honest, there was uh, no actual contest there. No, but might be some contest if I was to do it again now. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Are you possibly suggesting that Jungle Cruise? Might be up there with the OG Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I think it's a contender. Wow. Yeah, wow. I, I think it's it's meddling. It, it gets a medal. Nice. Uh, okay, at cool. At the very least. I mean, it should be stressed that in terms of the... I mean, it's Olympic season, of course, although I think the Olympics are over at the time that you hear this on right. uh, Monday the 9th of August or whatever it is. I, I've really struggled to keep track of it anyway. Yes, same. It's. I must admit, it's kind of that similar sense I had while trying to watch Premier League football over the course of the last year is I'm struggling to emotionally engage with this without the crowds to be honest like you don't appreciate what <sighs> yeah. they bring to it until they're gone and that's I, part of the reason I found the Euros much more engaging the uh, the sports that I actually care about in the Olympics don't have 
crowds that much anyway. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, like the rowing mm. uh, and the downhill canoe slalom, for example. Uh, not big crowd events, I no. guess. How did we get onto the Olympics? Oh, yes. And talking about podium finishes, I think, yeah, a Thing Park film podium is just about the easiest podium in history to actually get onto. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so easy to get on top of, but to get one of those uh, silver or bronze spots. I mean, let's be frank, Josh. It's We're in an embarrassing situation here where you could argue that something like Mission to Mars is a bronze medal winning <laughs> Thing Park film. And that's not a very good film, Josh. No, that's true. Country Bears Jamboree. Uh, or Country Bears is also not a good film, Tom. No. Um, that None of them are good films other than Pirates, which some would argue isn't also, is also not a good film. They would be incorrect. Um, and The Jungle Cruise. Some would argue, out of all of the films uh, that were in that bracket, in, and also Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise is the best one. I don't know about that. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that's me. I'm just saying that I know of people that would say that. Oh, okay. Well, you need to reassess your friendship groups or the podcast you listen to or wherever it is you're hearing such blasphemous yeah, well, opinions. Maybe remove those from your life. It's a big, it's, it's, a, it's a useful podcast, though. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, I mean, there have been uh, some Sing Park news lines that I was, I was actually quite keen to talk about, but we're going to save those for next week uh, to focus on the Jungle Cruise. I guess the first thing, Josh, um, well, before we uh, get into the nitty gritty, we'll you know plot spoilers ahoy, everyone. We'll we'll be getting right into it. Uh, what were your expectations going in? I suppose for me, it was like, well, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt. I think I can rely on a film, help you know, starring those two in the lead yeah. roles for like a baseline level of enjoyment because I think they're both great at what they do. Um, but you know how much it's going to stick with me you know, how much I'm going to enjoy outside the performances of those two particular actors. Uh, I don't know, but I was willing to, uh, I, I was confident I would in, find some enjoyment in it. Yeah. And uh, I probably liked it more than I expected. But what about you, Josh? What, what were you thinking? Well, on? after uh, Vin Diesel put me straight on how good The Rock is as an actor. Oh, uh, yes. Of um, clearly, I thought uh, it was going to be terrible because... The Rock is a terrible actor. Yes. Uh, oh, no, wait. That's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> the Rock, always good fun. Emily Blunt has been uh, very good in everything. Pretty I, much, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't much like Mary Poppins Returns. She wasn't bad in it, though. No. Um, She's got very good range. Yes. You know, to be able to do, like, Edge of Tomorrow. It's that kind of an action star. Yeah. You know, holding her own with Tom Cruise and then... Doing a quiet place, kind of this place. tense oh. sort of horror thriller. So good. A, a family musical. Yep. Mary Poppins. And now a sort of yeah, family adventure movie like this. She she can do it all. She can do it all. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Oh. Random. Okay. Is Mary Poppins a theme park film? Because uh, the carousel section is based on the carousel that Walt used to take his kids to that started off the whole Disneyland thing. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah. some impressive trivia. Ooh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a sort of one of these theme park adjacent oh, okay. films, Josh. You know, in the same way that over the course of our uh, theme park video game series, which was the spiritual successor to theme park film reviews. Yes. Uh, we did, I think, touch on some theme park adjacent games. Yep. Perhaps that's what Mary Poppins 
Maybe that's the camp Mary Poppins would fall into. Okay, yeah. I mean, to me, it's not so much about when I think of theme park films. I, I think of, you know, literally films that are based on theme park rides or inspired by theme park rides. That's like the core category. Yeah. But then there are also films that, through association with theme parks, are, are very evocative to me of theme parks and and make me reminisce on theme parks and uh, you know, Jurassic Park is one of those. Of course, Jaws is one of those. Yep. The Mummy, Men in Black. You know, all those films. Obviously, they're all universal examples. Uh, make me think of theme parks just as much, frankly, at this point as a, a, an actual theme park film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in some ways, Men in Black. If I watch that now, Jaws, Jurassic Park, those kinds of films, kind of make me nostalgic and long for theme parks more than something like Pirates of the Caribbean. In a yeah, way. that uh, the uh, first one of the first scenes in Men in Black where he's in the test shooting range. Yeah, uh, very much. It's, it's pure Men in Black. The ride. Mm. Yes, and uh, and Jaws as well as I think I said on the podcast last week or the week before. My first experience of Jaws was the ride, and I probably mm. did the ride a dozen times before I ever saw the film. It's a corker. So uh, was rest in peace. Indeed, yes, but. Yeah, so I think, yeah, we both had decent expectations for Jungle Cruise and I think it matched them and maybe even topped them. Uh, but before we sort of get into what we thought and the plot, I guess the setup, Josh. So The Rock, the Rock. is Frank, yeah. he's a skipper on the Jungle Cruise down yeah. the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt is uh, this uh, kind of would-be adventurer who wants to prove herself to this society of uh, very sexist a society of, yeah. of adventurers back in London. Classic. Is this set in the late 1910s or is it? It's set it, in the war, right? It just, it's yeah, set it's during the war. The, end of the First World War. Yeah. So I guess it would be sort of 1916, 17, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Depends who you ask. Yes. And uh, her brother, McGregor, played by Jack Whitehall. Yep. Uh, Emily Blunt's character is Lily, I believe. Her first name. Oh, uh, from the Sky adverts. Uh, yes, obviously. Uh, my colleague, Lily James. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, so Emily Blunt is after this. Uh, what's it called? Is it the Tree of Life? Is that what it's, the, is the, what it's called? The is it the Tree of Life or the the petal of petal of life? The mythical tree, the tears of the I've got it in front. Tears of, of the moon. The tears of the moon. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, which you know, this film obviously very evocative of the mummy, as I think we'll get into. Yes. No coincidence, Josh, <gasps> that just as the tears of the moon are kind of the main objective of the Jungle Cruise crew, yeah. lest we forget that the main objective of the Mummy crew, and certainly of Imhotep in The Mummy, <laughs> was not the Tears of the Moon, no. but a Nuxana Moon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week. Indeed, we will. And every week for the rest of our and your sad, pathetic lives. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> So <laughs> Emily Blunt is after the Tears of the Moon. Uh, uh, Jesse Plemons playing uh, a Prince Wil Wilhelm, I think. Uh, yeah, he's the son, uh, of the son of the Kaiser. Son yes. of the Kaiser. Son of a Kaiser. Uh, he's also after them because, and for different reasons. So uh, Dr. Lily, you know, for sort of humanitarian purposes, she thinks she can bring it back and heal everybody. Yes. Uh, heal ailments. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, for helping people, uh, cure people uh, around the world. Um Prince Wilhelm, uh, is that is actually his name? Or is Prince it, Wilhelm, is it yeah. Prince Wilhelm, is yeah. He is name? like Wilhelm. The no, it's not. It's Prince Joachim. Jo 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 yeah, Joachim. Joachim. Yeah, that's his name. 
Joachim Wilhelm is Kaiser. That's Kaiser Wilhelm. Yeah, isn't that his dad though? Yes, I guess so. I... His, his prince Joachim. 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 Yeah. Yeah, like the um, so geezer that smells his fingers. Yes, exactly. Uh, he's <laughs> after it for the war effort. Obviously. Yeah, to win the war, which they're going to lose. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Uh, he's got a very um, what's the guy? The guy from uh, Frozen. Oh, the uh, uh, big summer blower. Yes, yes, a great bit where I mean we get onto it. But anyway, so they all they all sort of descend on the Amazon because they want to find this tree of life that has the petals of an ice. Yes, and a not Amazon dot com. No, uh, the actual Amazon. Yeah, you uh, could probably find tears of the moon on Amazon. Probably could at, at this point. Yes, yeah. well, it didn't exist back then. Uh, so uh, Emily Blunt goes down there with her brother Jack Whitehall. Who I don't know how well known Jack Whitehall would have been to American audiences. He has this. done tours. Oh, has he? I believe so, and I think he might have been on the James Corden show. Right, that would so. surprise me. He's in the upcoming Cliff of the Big Red Dog. So you know, oh boy, making, making waves in Hollywood now. Of course, yeah. Jungle Cruise first, now Cliff of the Big Red Dog. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they descend on the Amazon. Uh, the Prince also ends up in the Amazon. Uh, Emily Blunt, uh, through a uh, kind of through mistake, really ends up employing Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Frank, yes. to take her to the Tree of Life. He's very skeptical of this. Tells her how dangerous it's going to be. Yep. And uh, the prince is going after it himself in his German submarine. Yeah. Um, she actually wanted to hire Paul Giamatti. Yes, indeed. Who kind of uh, who Frank owes a debt to? He mm. kind of owns all, pretty much all the boats on the Amazon, yeah, other than Frank's port town, other than Frank's, indeed. But Frank owes him a debt because I think Frank took a loan to fix his engine at one point. Yes, and he hasn't been able to pay it back. Yeah, uh, Frank makes a living taking rich tourists down the Amazon. Yeah, on a, on something of a jungle cruise. Exactly. Yeah, in very much the same manner as the skippers at Disney World and Disneyland. And all the puns come out, Josh. And this was probably arguably my favourite sequence of the whole film. Is yeah. The introduction to Frank. 100% best part. Uh, were there any good gags from the ride that you feel were missed out? I feel like he kind of ran the gamut of all the good ones. Uh, yeah. So uh, there are some that can't be done, I think, because they're because of the stuff that happens later in the film. Mm. Um, like. There's some Trader Sam jokes that I very much enjoyed that can't be uh, couldn't be used. Yes, Trader Sam is in the film. Yeah, she is. Yeah. They are. Yes, but yeah, I think you know. Uh, there's the some people take it for granted. That's a that's always a corker. That is a good one. Yeah, yeah. The, and of course the backside of water makes an appearance. Yeah, which is excellent. Uh, yeah, I I thought I thought they nailed the puns and and I found them all fantastic fun. I guess before kind of. The, the, the true quest begins where you have all these various parties heading towards the tree of life to try and find it. Yeah. There is some uh, setup at the start, some, some preamble to the preamble, if you like, where we hit, where we find out about these Spanish conquistadors. Oh, I see. Who, back in the day, yeah. I guess, I guess that would have been 15th, 16th century, something like that. Yeah. Uh, they also had been looking for the tree and during the process of it, killed a load of like chieftains. Classic. Like, basically uh, raised a tribe to the ground and were cursed. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's made, I think just literally by the jungle itself. And so if they, they, they were turned into kind of these horrific monsters and if they go too far away from the river, yeah, it's bad news for them. Right. And uh, they are 
as we find out later, trapped at one point and then freed, but are looking for the petals for their own purposes yes. to kind of lift the curse. See. A lot of questing going on. And I guess, yeah, from that point, the film kind of moves at a decent clip. Now, the quest is a fairly simple one, I guess. And to be honest, like the actual quest itself and the key momentum behind the plot, I didn't really care for that much. Well, it's, it's just a, a MacGuffin, right, to yeah. go go get so that we can progress the story in a direction. Yeah. That's it. But I, I think that also kind of extended to like the emotional beats of the film. So for me, the film was at its best when it was just allowing us to enjoy the banter and the gags between the three main characters on Skipper Frank's boat. Yeah, being Dwayne Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, and Jack Whitehall. How, how did you, what did you think of their chemistry? I thought it was, uh, as we've suggested already, strong mummy vibes in terms of like Brendan Fraser, Rachel Vice, and uh, is it John Hanna? His yes. Rachel Vice's brother in that yeah. in those films. Um, I don't think it's. I think in certain elements it's better. Yeah, certain elements it's not as good. I think like the humor is on point. Yeah, like, there's some really good gags and it is funny. I think John Hanna is a better brother than Jack Whitehall. Yeah, I, I think so. But I, Jack Whitehall, to be fair, as someone who doesn't really care for Jack Whitehall generally, I actually found him quite funny in this. Yeah, I thought he was... His delivery uh, was pretty good. He is a better actor for me than he is comedian. Fair, fair. I guess it's because it's not his material that he's delivering in the film. Uh, yes. Um, so I actually found him to be quite fun. And I guess just while we're on the topic specifically of Jack Whitehall, I th- Disney, I think, were pitching him as their first gay character in a film but it's very it's delivered very much in a way that is like hey uh we've got a gay character but very a gay character we can very easily remove all reference to him being gay for the chinese market yes you know uh he's gay but this is the 1910 so it's actually illegal to be gay so he's gonna skirt around it in a way that means that we don't have to worry about it yeah and even the way he kind of delivers it like he he quote unquote comes out or reveals that he's gay to Dwayne Johnson at one point. Yeah. And I think the exact words he uses are my interests lie elsewhere or yes. something like that. Yeah. When talking about how he had previously been tried to be set up with different women. Yeah. And uh Dwayne Johnson says something like, Here's to elsewhere and like raises a drink or whatever. And yeah, that whole scene could easily be chopped. Yeah. For China. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not quite in as it's not quite in the same way as I seem to remember before Rise of Skywalker coming out. Uh, there was some like hype around the fact that oh, it features the first ever gay kiss in Star Wars, and I seem to remember at the time people were getting really excited because they were like, oh, is uh, is Finn Poe going to be a thing? Oh yeah, there's been such blatant sort of chemistry between those two from minute one. Yeah, this would be great. And then no, it's just two women who yeah. I don't know if they're even named characters share a kiss in the celebrations no. at the end for a split second, yeah. which is even more easily taken out for China. The Finn and Poe thing for me, they didn't. That didn't seem like a uh, a love relationship though. Anyway, uh, I could kind of see it just because there are a few moments. I don't know if this just is. I don't know. Maybe this is just uh, Oscar Isaac's nature as a very attractive man for <laughs> to be to be someone whom Oscar Isaac looks at and bites his lip must be a pretty good feeling. Yeah, that is true. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that the the main trio are a good fun to get back on Jungle Cruise, but I think the way the re, 
The part where it falls down for me compared to something like The Mummy is that I think this does suffer somewhat for being very PG. And, and it's not, actually. Yeah. It's a 12. And I think the reason is here, I assume it's a PG-13 in America. There are some, you know, gnarly-ish death scenes. Yeah. Some of those cursed conquistadors. Uh, yeah, they're pretty gnarly. ropey, There's, yeah. Yeah, they've, they're kind of... There's some decent CG on them. I think the CG generally in the film is actually a little bit... Maybe not the CG itself that's ropey, but more the implementation of the CG. So there's some certain sequences, I don't know what you thought, where it was very obviously green screen. And it's been pointed out that I've seen online as well that in some cases, like the color grading has clearly not been done very well. Right. And it's very clearly different on the backgrounds compared to the characters in the scene. So very, it's very obvious that, well, they're not, they're clearly not actually in a jungle there. They are on a green screen set because they're lit completely differently to the background. Yeah. It's not been. Uh, I out. didn't have any issues with the, with the CGI personally at all. Like, um, I don't know if it's been mentioned on here at all, if I've mentioned it, but I have an issue with a fair bit of the CGI in those Marvel films, for example. Oh. Um, I think some of them are bad CGI-wise. Um, like uh, uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster at the end of Infinity War. Oh, yeah. He's awful. Yes. Um, I find Robert Downey Jr., uh, in the suit to be pretty I think, poor. I think all the shots of an actor, an actor's head, coming yeah. out of their suits look really bad. Yeah, I think the Don Cheadle stuff, the Mark Ruffalo stuff is the most egregious example. But yeah, even Robert Downey Jr.'s head doesn't look natural coming no. out of his suit like that. Um, so for me, uh, I thought the Jungle Cruise was plenty good enough in comparison. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think it was okay. Um, but I guess, yeah, to get back to what, what was I saying about how it suffers in comparison to The Mummy for it being like generally very PG. Yeah. Is I, I think that there there is a lack of... And maybe this, maybe this would be the case even if this were a bit like quote-unquote sexier. But like, like <laughs> Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz had really good chemistry, not just in terms of like the bickering, yeah. but like actual like romantic chemistry on yes. the screen. Like they sizzled, Josh. They sizzled. Uh, whereas Rock and Emily Blunt, I don't know. I know. I I never bought into it. It always like the idea of it being romantic always felt a little bit awkward to me. Like it was yeah. way more of a like brother sister thing. And the film like always felt like it was trying to force the romance in a way that never really worked for me. And yeah, the, for me, the Rock never works as a romantic interest. No, like no. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything where that. Makes any he's just he's just so big. Yeah. <laughs> well it's the same in uh what was it, Rampage? Was he meant to yeah. be where it's him and Naomi Harris, is it? Yeah. Um uh, Penny from the new bomb. Films. Yeah, and this uh in Skyscraper or whatever it's called, he's got a love interest in that, which doesn't really work. Right. Yeah. I feel like for rock, the only love lovey dovey rock stuff that's ever worked for me is in Jumanji, where he is essentially playing a 14 year old boy yeah who's got his first crush yeah like that's good like that works and it's almost like the film kind of takes advantage of the fact that it's the rock and, yeah. and it's kind of clumsy and awkward in these scenarios yeah whereas in this film where it's trying to be a bit more sincere with that it doesn't just doesn't work for that's me. the thing the rock is like as a person or on screen anyway he's mm. generally speaking perfect yeah like nothing can go wrong for him anything so it just doesn't romantically it just doesn't really 
make sense in no. in anything. No, it doesn't. And like, it's kind of strange because the film kind of it keeps it feels like it keeps trying to do trying to like emphasize the fact that there could be some romantic chemistry here. And I never bought I never bought it throughout. And then like we'll get into the finale, which I had some issues with in a second, um, or like when we get there plot wise. But just to jump ahead to it briefly, they're like. Their relation, there's like a finale that kind of suggests, oh, and now they're together. Like they share a kiss and all that stuff. Mm. But then in like, I guess what you would describe as the epilogue back in London and they're hanging out again. And it feels like that kiss and everything kind of never happened. Yeah. And it's back to kind of this more like brother, sister, bickery dynamic. Yeah, it, and it's like, <laughs> I, I, it just, it's a bit strange. It never quite feels right to me. Yeah. Romantic. 100%. Thing. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's kind of like one of them things where that was a that was a holiday thing that happened, and now we're back in the real world, and yeah, oh, that doesn't really count. No, but uh, yeah, no, fully, yeah, doesn't make sense. But hey, who knows? Maybe, mm. uh, maybe in the Jungle Cruise two, uh, we'll get something going on. Maybe, maybe, maybe the chemistry will be more on point then. Yeah, maybe Brendan Fraser's back. Oh, that'd be good. But I guess like to get back on course, uh, sort of going through the plot um, stage by stage, there's kind of like a double whammy twist, I guess, about halfway through. So like, you know, once we've got all the introductions out of the way and everyone's on the river, yeah. it's kind of just about like the bickering and the bantering and that stuff's all great, as I said. Then we kind of like the plot kind of picks up with a quick one, two punch of twists. So uh, our heroes are at one point intercepted by, I guess, what you might, describe as like seemingly a tribe of savages yes you know and then it 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 later becomes clear that they are actually being paid by frank yeah in what also feels a bit like an homage to the ride oh 100 actors have been hired to like scare tourists yeah kind of make frank look all heroic and fun and who's in charge of those paid actors who is josh trader sam sure is I, I really like this. This twist really worked for me. Yeah. I, I really liked it. This version of Trader Sam is the uh, best version of Trader Sam. Yes, yeah. definitely. I would like to see more of this Trader Sam. Yeah. I want more of this Trader Sam on the ride. Yeah. I get, yeah, just what on that. Is there anything, was there anything from the film specifically that you came away thinking, oh, I want the ride to adopt that or embrace that? Uh, yeah, a lot, I would say, okay. I guess. Uh, I kind of want. A, I guess, sort of Jurassic Park ride kind of story in a way, right? So obviously, in the in on the boat ride, the cruise goes wrong. Yeah, yeah the cruise goes wrong. So you, at the beginning, you have uh, the rock character or the the skipper of the ship doing you know the gags and the backside of water, and then something goes wrong and they go down the rapids or mm. whatever, something like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I want. It would be a, require a big rework, obviously. But you could kind of, yeah, a little bit. You could still keep the live actor because obviously, you know, think back to... Or you could evoke the great movie ride where at one point your live tour guide leaves. Yes. Doesn't he? Yeah. Or she. Yes. Um, to get involved in... When when do they when do they leave? Is it during uh, the Indiana Jones sequence or is it the shootout? No, it's in the... during the, one of the two shootouts. During the Western shootout or the... Uh, Gangster shootout. Yeah. Depending on if you're the front car or the back car. Right. Um, and then they rejoin uh in the uh mummy scene at the end, right? The not the mum not the mummy, but with the you know, the tomb scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could do something like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. There we go. Done. Yeah. 
Nice. Take some of the stuff from the Hong Kong Jungle Cruise because that looks like it's a bit more uh-huh. rapidy. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. No, I like it. So that's, that's a pretty fun idea. But then, so after the kind of Trader Sam, the savages are all in on the joke twist, uh, we get the twist that The Rock is actually kind of immortal yeah. and also one of the cursed conquistadors. Indeed. The conquistadors attack, <gasps> a fight ensues. One of uh, this the, being at the Trader Sam kind of outpost. The Conquistadors at this point, I didn't realise like so when you first run into the Conquistadors in this timeline, yeah. One like one of them was made out of snakes. Yeah. It's like, pretty gnarly actually. Yeah. It's quite scary looking. And then you get to this fight scene, one of them's made out of bees. One of them was made of bees. <laughs> There's a great bit at the point where he says something like, I taste delicious. <laughs> Which I found quite funny. Yeah. I can't remember what the context was, but there is literally just a point where he like licks himself. Yeah. <laughs> I taste delicious. It's like, yeah, you probably do. But yeah, so a fight ensues and 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 the rock gets gets stabbed. Yeah, falls a falls a long way. Yeah, they hits make, a lot of things. <laughs> hits a lot of stuff. They make a real point of being like, oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's a deader. He's dead. Now, did you think he was actually dead? Or did you th- did you think at all like I was like Oh, they're not actually going to kill him. And and I can't believe, I guess, in a way that I even came close to falling for this. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they killed The Rock halfway through a Disney movie. Yeah, right. But, like, they hit him so many times on the way down. Yeah. It's like, maybe they have killed him. Like, Emily Blunt could lead an action film by herself. We don't. I, maybe we don't need The Rock no, at this yeah. point. I fully expected him to be brought back to life. Right. I thought he would be dead. Yeah. And the tears of the moon yeah. would save him. Tears of Anax and the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Anax and the Moon. Um Yeah. That's what I thought. Did you expect him to actually be one of the cursed conquistadors? I didn't. That was a curveball. Yeah, it was. It was um, I'm not sure how I felt about it to be honest. It uh, kind of removes all sense of stakes and tension when you know that oh he's immortal. Yeah. Like, you know, you're kind of, I guess what you would say is in a film like this, you everyone kind of knows going in that it's more than likely that Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson have what you could describe as plot armour. Just but, a little. you know, you suspend your disbelief. Yeah. You like to think, oh, maybe they could die during some of these, maybe. you know, precarious sequences. But the one thing that can, like, stop them from being able to, like, be humans or walking around is to... Not be a, not have access to the river. Mm. Uh, this film is about a cruise on the river, so you kind of like, well, that's not really going to happen, is it? Somehow he like traps the conquistadors in a pit that somehow doesn't yes. get water. Yeah, which I don't, I never quite got. Yeah, so uh, like, yeah, they're they're far enough away from the river. Yeah, he traps them. Um, that they are, yeah, they kind of are, are consumed by the jungle. I think is yeah. quite literally what happens. Um, and then, and then they are freed in the in the present timeline, in the World War One timeline, by Prince Joachim, uh, <laughs> who I'm going to pronounce yeah. differently every time. Joachim. Yeah, uh, and like, that's uh, why they're out and about at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the the like point a... where we find out that the Rock is a former conquistador is told through a flashback sequence. Yeah. Where yeah, you see how like the Rock was a member of uh, the the squad, and then when the Conquistadors all got impatient and crazy in their search for the tree and killed all the uh, tribes people, and the yeah. Rock was like, the, "I don't want any part of this." The, the tribes people that brought them back 
from the dead yes. using the tears of the moon already, yes. which is how they are now uh, he betrayed them. Invincible, yeah. And the Rock was like, I don't want any part of this. So, uh, yeah, him and the leader of the conquistadors, whose name escapes me, uh, ended up fighting. And yeah, yeah, that's when the Rock eventually traps yeah. them. And that, and Fernando, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Carlos. And what did you make of this? Kind of took me out of it. By the way, I think the music in this film is pretty good. I think it's Harry Gregson Williams who does the score. And uh, yeah, he's done this kind of like fantasy film vibe for Disney before. I think he did the Narnia films. I've got it in front of me here. I don't know. I, I never really dug the Sorry, no, Narnia it's, films. Sorry, uh, no. It's James Newton Howard uh, who has done such things as King Kong and the recent Fantastic Beasts films, Space Jam. <laughs> what, A New Legacy? No, or... no. The oh, the OG. What? Yeah. Well, he's a legend then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think the score is really great. But which King? Sorry, which King Kong? The 05 Peter Jackson okay, version. Right. So I think the score is really great. But during this flashback sequence, there is a cover of Metallica's. Um, what is it? It's uh, nothing else matters. Yes. It's really weird. It doesn't fit at all, and it really put me off and took me out of the film. I was like, I sat there for a second thinking, is this Metallica? What? <laughs> This is a str- this is a choice, I guess. It doesn't really work. It do- it's not even a particularly sort of fantastical cover. Like it's still pretty heavy metal, and it's like, okay, if you were gonna do, I mean, if you're gonna still gonna do a pretty heavy metal version of a Metallica song, why not just keep the original? I guess. Yeah. Which also wouldn't work, but to go to the but effort why? of doing a cover of a heavy metal song for this Disney film that is as far away from heavy metal as you can get. And it still sounds heavy metal anyway. And it's during this like fairly like what I suppose should be a it's kind of the film's big dramatic moment up until that point. It's like full of revelation and pathos and people turning on yeah, each other. It's like, okay, yeah. What are we I was trying to picture the song for a moment. What are we but, doing yeah. here? This is really bizarre. Yeah. It's a it's a now now that you bring these points up, Tom, I uh I wonder about this film a little bit more. <laughs> Oh, God, I thought it was great, but now you've made me realise the green screen's dodgy, the soundtrack's questionable, and Dwayne Johnson's got no romantic, Dwayne Johnson's got no romantic chemistry with <sighs> Emily Blunt. What is this? Damn it. God's sake. Bottom of the list. No, I, f- I feel like, you know, t- we'll sort of talk about our overall thoughts and critique of the film when we get to the end of the, of the plot. But, yeah, just on that point, I do feel like in some ways this film is greater than the sum of its parts. Like, there are lots of things I look at and go, yeah, it's fairly like the plot's fairly contrived. The twists are, yeah, also fairly contrived. Yeah. This um, kind of like bickering, squabbling, uh, yeah. leading man and leading lady relationship you've seen a billion times yeah. before. The Germans wouldn't have had a submarine like that back in the First World War. Absolutely not. Uh, like the camp villain. Yeah. Know, the mix of adventure and romance, albeit the romance is, doesn't really work for me in this particular film. Like we've seen this all before. There's a reason people have compared it to. The Mummy and uh, Romancing the Stone and the African Queen and, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a reason all those comparisons exist. Um, but despite all that, the fact that it's not particularly original and there are issues with it, with, with this film specifically around, you know, the special effects and kind of removing some of the sense of jeopardy yeah. with, with the plot twists. And just I think it extends to the action sequences as well, like as well as the green screen being a bit sloppy in the way that it's implemented just purely from a like 
color grading level and some of the stuff like that. I think the fact that it is so reliant on CG just does make some of the action feel a bit weightless. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because obviously if there's one thing The Rock can do, it's like sell a good punch and... You yeah, it's of, almost like that's what he was paid to do for most of his life. It almost is as if uh, that is the case. But I never, I, I feel like the film doesn't necessarily take advantage of that. No. Uh, although, that, funnily enough, I think actually the, the punches itself best are when The Rock himself is getting punched in the face accidentally by Emily Blunt and Jack Whitehall over the course of the yeah. He gets punched in the face a few times. It's a running gag. I think, yeah, good. there's two two main punches. The first of f- from both of them, which are both very strong. Yeah. Uh, punches both in terms of uh, throwing and uh, receiving. Yes. Yeah. Now that both of them play well, I think. Mm. <laughs> During all that flashback sequence as well, and when The Rock is kind of telling the story to Emily Blunt about how he's actually a conquistador, it is also revealed that his real name is Fran- Francisco or Francisco. Yeah. And he obviously shortens it to Frank. Yeah. It's got me thinking, Josh, what would be your conquistador name? Your real name's Josh. Um, it, well, it'd, be what? Ju- it'd be the same. Josh, Josh, Joshishko or something. Well, well no, because Frank isn't a Spanish name. Francisco is a Spanish yeah, name. Yeah, I know. I'm saying but, so. If you were a conquistador, if you're a conquistador, uh, yes, right, right, you have now adopted the name Josh. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is modern life. What <laughs> would you? What would your conquistador name have been? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, Tom, to Josh? is that in Spanish, my name would also be Joshua. That is really boring. I know, but I that's a fr- that's a, a thing. Answer to my question. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, give, I'm just laying down the facts. You know? No, I'm not. I'm not. My name's my name's biblical. I can't help well, it. What's Tom then? Is that also a? Would I also just be Tom? Uh, uh, Tommaso. Spanish. Tommaso. Is that what it's, it would be? It's probably that's probably a bit more Italian. Is but... Thomas biblical as well? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I wouldn't. But yeah. Oh man. Well, this is disappointing. But they probably wouldn't call you Thomas, like because Thomas with a with a hard S at the end mm. is is not really a, uh, very uh, Hispanic. So yeah. Anyway, probably soften it with a with an O or something like that. So once all these uh, twists are out of the way, Josh, uh, Frank and Emily Blunt do find the tree. Yes, uh, thank God. Little do they know that they had gone on by themselves. Because at this point, Frank, uh, Jack Whitehall is in a kind of a bit worse for wear. Uh, yeah, he broke broke his, his foot, foot or got something. Really bad sunburn. Yeah, he's in, yeah, been uh, kidnapped. Exactly. So he's hanging out. I think by this point, I think he might be hanging out with uh, the Rock's pet tiger. Yeah, uh, but then he gets kidnapped, right? Yeah. What did you think of the pet tiger CG, by the way? Did you think that was all right? I I thought it was decent. Yeah, it was um, okay. It wasn't I, a tiger, was it? It was like a leopard. Leopard thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put it above the Lion King for me, personally. Oh, okay. Well, the Lion King is, was sort of the uncanny valley. And the, ju- and the Jungle Book. And, yeah. Um, Whereas this was kind of not quite going for that same yeah. ultra-realistic look, I didn't think. When a, when a realistic tiger to an extent, uh, doesn't talk. It looks far better than a talking tiger. A leopard, Josh. Leopard thing. God's Big cat. Yeah. Uh, looks better than a talking one. Who, who'd have guessed? Yeah. There's another There's another good gag, actually, along the same lines of the trader Sam is in on the joke thing, where it turns out the leopard is also <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in on the joke, which is pretty good. And that, that those kinds of gags are just as evocative to me of the theme park ride as the puns that are literally pulled from the theme park ride this yeah. idea that all is not as it seems and it's all a bit of a charade 
kind of evokes the whole point of a theme park ride in the same sort of way. Yeah. Which is quite good fun. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so the so Emily Blunt and Frank are alone. Uh, I keep interchanging their names. Sometimes it's Lily and Dwayne Johnson. Sometimes it's Lily and The Rock. Sometimes it's Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. Sometimes it's <laughs> Emily Blunt and Frank. Uh, the woman from A Quiet Place and the wrestler bloke. <laughs> they get to the tree the in the end block. and they're kind of, you know, have to solve a few puzzles. It's all very Indiana Jones or all very uh, Relic Hunter. Some more Relic Hunter ultras out there. Did you ever watch Relic Hunter on Sky One back in the day? No. no you were missing out because <laughs> it was basically the mummy as a TV series. It was great. Okay. It was this kick-ass archaeologist lady. Well, I think it was called Sydney or something like that. And she had a British assistant. Who was kind of like a clumsy but well-meaning uh, companion. Yeah. And uh, they went off on adventures, half an hour a pop. Good times. Don't know if you'd be able to watch it anywhere now. But the, the thing tune was a killer, i tell you that much. <laughs> so after this, everyone, go and look up Relic Hunter. Great show. But everyone else who's after the tree kind of converges them at the same time. So the conquistadors show up eventually. But then so does Prince Jochayam, who little do we, <laughs> little do we know. <laughs> Little do we know, just try that one again. Uh, kidnapped Jack Whitehall, uh, basically by blackmailing him. Yeah, and saying, "Look, if you don't, I can't remember what the blackmail is, especially now. It's basically like if you don't show me where Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt are, I'm gonna kill all the villagers or something like that." Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Tell the Chinese you're gay. I don't know. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they all end up going after the. MacGuffin, yes, kind of not the McGregor, no, the MacGuffin, yeah, uh, kind of at the same time. Um, I can't remember quite how it all plays out now. So, at some point, Jachumi gets killed by like a big thing that falls down from the he gets he gets killed kind of brutally, doesn't he? He gets like flattened by a piece of falling debris, yeah, yeah. Part of the building collapse or the cave collapses in on him, right? Yeah, so it feels like the Germans are kind of out of the picture fairly quickly once it all kicks off. Because obviously, you know, we've seen this kind of thing in a film before as well, like Emily Blunt. Well, Dwayne Johnson's kind of playing dead, he's kind of taking advantage of the fact that everyone else thinks he's dead, yeah. Um, in fact, I think he might does he get. Does he die again? Yes, he does die again, yeah. To make everyone think he's dead? Yeah, because the Germans don't know he can't die yet. Right, that's correct. So they kill him again. Yeah. And then he defeats all of the Germans other than Prince... Uh, Jujububu. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Emily Blunt, I mean, while I was kind of going along with, oh, I'll get the petal and then we'll sort out who gets it later. Yeah. Kind of like Indiana Jones at the end of The Last Crusade. Yes. She's like, I'm going to go through all the trials and tribulations required to go and get one of these fancy petals. Which is run uh, a lot, apparently. A puzzle to solve. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, action ensues when, you know, Emily Blunt decides, I probably shouldn't give this to the Germans and the room starts to collapse and there's kind of like a, again, kind of like The Mummy Returns where they need to do the thing they need to do before the sun hits the temple or something like that. Uh, before the moon disappears, right? You need moonlight. Well, in Jungle Cruise, yes. yes. In The Mummy Returns, it's the sun. Sun, yeah. The temple, is it not? Yeah. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. That's all happening. And as a result, it's it appears that basically as, as the moon is coming up or going down, Going down. Going down. More and more petals are being lost from the tree. Yeah, they, so they're they dying. It gets to a point where there's only one left. Uh, meanwhile, while Emily Blunt is grabbing that last remaining petal, Dwayne Johnson is essentially sacrificing himself again by kind of luring the conquistadors away 
who are obviously his old mates, as we found out by this point. Yeah. And then kind of blocking the river, blocking the water, so that it's going to fill up the yeah the 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 hidden area where the tree is. Yeah, he's going to crash his boat into uh, the, the 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 support for the river. Yeah. Um, which is then going to stop the water flowing into this cave area. Um, and then because there's going to be no way out for the conquistadors to get back to the river, they're all going to die. Yes. Or get pulled into the rock. Again, yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. So what he does all that, the conquistadors get turned into stone again, but of course, so does Frank. Yeah. Francisco. Because they're all deemed to be too far away from the river because he's blocked the water. See. This was a problem for me. What happens next? Go on. And I was like, so Emily Blunt obviously has the petal. She does. She could use it if she wants, I guess, to free... Somebody like free one of these conquistadors. Could do. She could do that. Or she could take it back to old Blighty, which was the whole point. Yeah. And use it to cure the sick, help the world. Yeah. And I was like, okay, right. And it was I guess it was a similar situation to um have they actually killed the rock earlier on in the film? Mm. Where I was like, I allowed myself briefly to think, maybe they've killed the rock. Uh, yes. I again allowed myself briefly to think Maybe they killed the rock, and she's not going to do the cop-out thing yes. of using the petal to save the love of her life, which I, as I've established already, I'm, I've not bought into this romance. No, yeah. So it doesn't work for me anyway. No. But also, even if I had bought the romance, this would be a really good scene if if she comes to the decision like, no, I'm going to, for the greater good, I'm going to take this back home. But of course she doesn't. The film kind of in a double whammy. It's a kind of a double cop out because not only does she decide <laughs> no one likes a double cop out on the rock. Yeah, which is in his uh, natural habitat. <laughs> exactly. He's happy. He's happy. He's back with his family. <laughs> he's been booted out of the Fast and the Furious franchise. So yeah. He's lost that family, but now that he's literally made of rock, he can't be any closer to his. Real no family than this. He's been taking them for granite all this time. He has. So you know, that's cop out number one. She's using the petal to save the rock instead of taking it back. Yeah. But once she's done that, miraculously, one last petal blooms on the tree. So she's used the petal to save the rock. And then another petal blooms that she can then take back to London. So none of the sacrifice <sighs> means anything. And the potential dramatic payoff of the end of the film is gone and i get it i know it's a disney film and i people might be screaming at their at their you know phones, phones right now their cars whatever <laughs> yeah the car somebody's crashed yeah you know listening to the podcast podcast on the way to work they're screaming at their they're screaming at their sound system going tom you can't be annoyed about this you idiot this is a disney film of course they're not going to kill the rock you idiot and i say to you well you know, they shouldn't tell... They, they go to quite, quite extreme lengths twice, you know, yeah. to think, we're going to kill The Rock. Yeah. You know, we're going to we're gonna give this film some dramatic impetus, some dramatic weight. And, and, and they don't do it. Ruined. And the fact that she manages to get to Petal Home means mm. that if they do make a sequel, yeah. which is quite reasonable that they might, there is no jeopardy. There's no jeopardy. No one can die. No. No one can die. And I think, you know, all films of this type pull this 
uh, you know, there are fake deaths everywhere in Pirates. There are fake deaths in The Mummy. You the, know, they do it in The Kingsman, do, even, right? All these films have these kinds of fake outs. I know, I know. I'm not, I don't mean to pick on Jungle Cruise, but... No one dies did, in Terror Terror. It did kind of frustrate me, like, you know, at least let Lily live with the consequences of her actions and don't give her the last petal after she saved the rock. But who am I? Who are you, Tom? <laughs> I, I am a massive loser, Josh. That's who I am. I'm ranting about yeah. a Disney theme park film on a podcast. You which can't, has about you can't say a week. Prince Joachim. And I can't pronounce Prince Japingis. <laughs> I'm not <even> close anymore. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, they all go back to old Blighty. Jack Whitehall goes back to the Society of, of Adventurers and tells them to F themselves, which is great. I quite yeah, enjoyed that. that's a good section. And then we have, um, you know, kind of role reversal, if you like. Because mm. we had, you know, there are a few scenes where uh, on the boat where the rock tries to kind of teach yeah. uh, Jack and Emma, Jack and M the Jack, basics of Jack and M. sailing. And uh, at the end, we get to a point where... Uh, I kind of wish they were M, called Rosie and Jim. Uh, where Rosie is in, instead teaching The Rock how to drive yes. uh, in, in London. Mm. Uh, which, if you listen to our Drive Time special last week, is um, what made me think, oh, they should reinvent Mr. Toad's Wild Ride as a Jungle Cruise spin-off, spin-off ride. An, ex- an extra Jungle Cruise ride yeah. where you're driving through London with The Rock crashing yeah. into stuff because he's on the wrong side of the road. That's the exit of the Jungle Cruise is another yeah. ride. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's the end. That is the end, Tom. That's the end. Sequel, you reckon? Probably. I've read that it's not done very well at the box office, but maybe it's done well on Disney+. Plus. I've heard it's done quite well on Disney+. Plus. Right. Fair so... enough. Is it bad that I selfishly want Shang-Chi to do really well at the cinema? Because it's only in cinemas. Because it's only in cinemas. And I, personally, as a cinema goer, I don't want cinemas to go away. No. I want to keep being able to see all these films at the cinema. So, purely selfishly for that. But also, I think, you know, and we'll talk about this next week on the podcast because it's moved on quite a bit since we... Because when we talked about the ScarJo stuff last week, it was literally breaking news. Yes, it was. it was all kind of completely on impulse. And now there's more to say about it and I've had longer to think about it. But I also, if if Shang Chi flops at the box office, that is from that might be Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit dead in the water because then Disney have the ultimate trump card of look how terribly films of this type do at the cinema in the COVID world. Yeah, people aren't going to the cinema anymore. These things need to go on Disney Plus. Um, All right, then pay me. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, exactly. Then the argument becomes well, give your actors a share of the Disney Plus takings, but that will require you know that's not a established no part of the uh contractual negotiations yeah, that we'll, go on between studios and talent we'll, you know. we'll cover this next week i'm sure yeah, I sh- i'm sure we will but um yeah what, what do you think josh i mean assuming it's done well on disney plus as you said like if if cumulative takings are of a satisfactory standard maybe from a financial perspective it becomes a no-brainer to do a sequel but from an actual like did you enjoy the film? Do you want to see more of the of these characters? Do you want a sequel? Would... Yeah. Do I want a sequel? I feel like you went into this podcast thinking, hell yeah, I'd like yeah. a sequel and I've worn you down. Yeah. And I'd just like to stress that I enjoyed the film, certainly in the moment. <laughs> I I still do want a sequel. I would absolutely watch it. Because what I want... Oh, 
what I want from the Jungle Cruise film franchise is to cover every river that is in the Jungle Cruise. Right, yeah. What about the Thames? What, what about when they run out? The, no. Just Jungle Cruise 9. No, you know, I'm out. Don't want to... I'm out of that. What if this what, so what the... rivers are there? There's the Amazon. Yeah. There's Nile, the I Nile, the which I think is a great idea for Jungle Cruise 2. You pick the Nile, you yeah. do some mummy shit, and yeah. you need... Uh, you but need to bring back... You need some uh, experienced uh, mummy survivors. Yeah. So you bring back... Rick O'Connell. Rick O'Connell. And Evie. And Evie. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There you go. Jungle Cruise 2, done. I'm just on the... Uh... Disney, give us a call. Yeah. Email us, podcast at podcast.com. <laughs> I'm just looking at the Jungle Cruise Wikipedia page. We'll, ta- we'll take a, a percentage of the Disney Plus takings. None of that cinema The Congo bollocks. Is, is one. Uh, oh, where they drink Umbongo. Uh, sure. Do you not know that? No. It's an old advert for Umbongo, which is a drink over here in the UK. Right. And they used to go, Umbongo, Umbongo. They drink it in the Congo. Okay. Yep. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I, I sorry, what was I going to say? Yeah, would you not like this to be like, this could become Disney's Fast Furious saga? And we just go through all the like rivers. We go through the rivers. Yeah, and it, like, the, the Yangtze. In the same way that the Fast and the Furious films were somewhat somewhat stuck to their pure form, early doors, mm. which was street racing. Oh, when Jungle Cruise okay. runs out of rivers, is yeah. when they start getting crazy with it. So you can get up, to like Jungle Cruise 9. And they're in and be, space. No, but like insane but it's in Paris on the Seine. Okay. But it's a play because it's insane. Get right. It? Okay. Yeah. 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 We yeah. can tap into the history of puns. Yes. Yes. I like it. No, this works for me, actually. Cool. Yeah. Disney, call us. <laughs> this is great. This is absolutely fantastic. The, the Three Georges Dam, but because it's, it's kind of like Three Gorges, it's a play on Three Gorges, but it's Brendan Fraser three times. Okay. Because he's George of the Jungle. He is. There you go. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I mean, Dwayne Johnson has kind of been disowned by the Fast franchise. He has, yeah. This could be his way back in. He needs to find a new family. Make Jungle Cruise Cruise the Fast films by stealth. Instead of cars, it's boats. Yeah. And instead of, like, the mean streets of various capitals around the world, it's It's just rivers. Rivers. And that's how we that's how we do it. Yeah. Eventually, he does come to London on the Thames. Helen Mirren's there. Yeah. Just doing like power slides yeah. down the Thames in a like little speedboat, T- telling people to pull the e-brake. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, think this sounds the, the great. The guy from the original Sherlock Holmes that takes him on a boat all the time. Uh, who's who do you mean? I don't know. He's just some guy. But uh, oh, okay. in in the first Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, right? He's just on a boat a lot, getting shipped up and down the river because mm. it goes into the sewers and stuff. I don't know what the age demographic is of this <laughs> listen of this podcast, but I'd imagine if there are any older listeners out there, they are probably all absolutely disgusted that you, when referring to the original Sherlock Holmes, were talking about Robert Downey Jr. Because to be honest, even I assumed you meant someone much older than that. Like when you said original Sherlock Holmes, well, I don't, I was like, I, oh, is it some like... Old movie or TV show? That I, I'm not I don't know of any. It's Robert Downey Jr. is the OG. Show. I don't know. I don't know of any uh, full, you know, feature film of Sherlock Holmes before. There must have been, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There must have been. There must have been. There's TV shows. There's a lot of TV shows, but yeah. I don't know about feature films. Right. Big cinematic. 
performances. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't know either. Um, I'm just assuming there must be. Get Guy Ritchie on to do the London Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm 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 down. I'm game. You know, you could the ensemble cast could get increasingly enormous. Yeah. You know, you could get different directors to bring a different kind of vibe to each film. Lock stock and two smoking chimney yeah. stacks. I want a Guy Ritchie jungle cruise. I want uh I want a Spielberg. Yeah. I want uh who's good at like horror? <laughs> I want a scary jungle cruise. Yeah, I want an Edgar Wright jungle cruise. Yeah, this sounds great. Yeah. I am absolutely on board with this. Um, yeah, I want a I want a John Krasinski jungle cruise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm down for this. This uh, sounds excellent. Uh, who's the uh, Who's the uh, the lady who did uh, the Hurt Locker? Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. I reckon... To be fair, like you know, speaking of John Krasinski, it would. Um, it would be fun if, you know, and somewhat makes sense, I suppose, is if they do end up going to different rivers in future films, that yeah. they all have their own existing kind of jungle cruise. And there's like a dumb rival, oh, like a okay. fun rivalry that develops yeah. between The Rock and whoever the kind of Frank equivalent is that yes. already operates a I like that. cruise. Yeah. And maybe one of them is John Krasinski. He's on the Mississippi. And he has weirdly good chemistry with Emily Blunt and The Rock gets jealous. Where could that code have come from? This sounds great. Yeah. He's on the Mississippi, Disney, right? call us. Come on. This is dynamite. These are great ideas. We've just rattled off like loads of them over the space of 10 minutes. That might be the best one, if I do say so. John Krasinski runs his own jungle cruise, to, let's say, down the Nile. They turn up, and he has weirdly good chemistry with Emily Blunt. And it works. And gets jealous. Yeah. Boom. I want uh, to set up for another Jungle Cruise film. Uh, this one, Stanley Kubrick's dead, right? Uh, yes. Because uh, I want an Apocalypse Now Jungle Cruise. Sure. Did he even do? He didn't even do Apocalypse Now. That was Coppola, wasn't it? Uh oh yeah uh yeah sorry it was yeah I don't know why. <laughs> so Francis, Josh, you need to have a lie down. Yeah, you clearly. Need, you've, you've eaten too many donuts. You've had. I have had far too many donuts. How so yeah. I, the original Glaze was still the best one out of the three. I'm sorry. Fine. Yeah, I think that makes the sense. The Xbox One, not that great. Mm. It's true. The Xbox One wasn't that great. PS4, I think, was probably the superior console it's of that generation. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, it is what it is. 360 mm. uh, would always be the king. Anyway, Jungle Cruise. It's out now in cinemas. And uh, part of me wants to go and see it again in 4DX because I that was always kind of what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, well, of course I'm going to see the Thing Park movie in the... In the 4DX. In, in the Thing Park-esque cinema. Yes. Yeah. So part of me wants to go and do that. It's not going to be in cinema. we kind of went and saw it. it in like, in a way that was just easy to squeeze in. Last yes. Time. You know, it was, it was not our normal cinema, but it was just a showtime. So we could do this podcast. Exactly, pretty much. So maybe we should go back and see it in a 4DX environment. That might be quite good fun. Yeah, sign me up. Hell yes. So yeah, it'll, it'll be on in the cinema, I assume, for another few weeks. And it, of course, it's on Disney Plus Premiere Access. Uh, there's talk that I might be watching it again tonight, actually at home, because my family are... Can I spend 20 quid down. on it? They're kind of down to see it. And like, I hate... And this makes me angry, because I am like... I don't want Premiere Access to work. Yeah. Because I want... I'm the cinema guy. But... Okay, you know, the argument that Disney make does apply, which is why well, twenty quid for a film rental. That sounds like a lot. 
But it's not a good experience, it's, though, is it? It's cheaper than the cinema for four. It's not a good experience. Which is the, the exact scenario we find ourselves in tonight. Yes. I could uh, say to, I couldn't say in good conscience to my family, why don't we go to the cinema? And they'll say to me, well, Why don't we just pay twenty quid? About fifty quid, Tom. Why yeah. don't we just see it for less than half that at home? Yeah. And I can't really argue with that. Curse you, Bob Chapek. You goddamn <sighs> thumb. <laughs> Damn thumb. God's sake. Anyway. Uh that's Jungle Cruise. It's out now. Premier Access on Disney Plus and in cinemas. I don't know when it comes off Premier Access. I think Black Widow comes off Premier Access in October. And that was what, a month ago that came out? So going on, by yeah. that, let's assume by November. Let's say by Thanksgiving, Jungle Cruise oh, will probably be big. Just on on yeah. Disney. Do you reckon it goes it goes live for Thanksgiving? Maybe that would make sense. Yeah. Disney, call me. Yeah. Want some marketing <laughs> ideas? I'm here for you. Uh, that's going to do it for this week, though, Josh. I think unless you've got any final, final, final thoughts. Uh, Cruise. No, nothing on Jungle Cruise. Just to say, uh, I'm going straight to Banner in September. So look out for that trip report. Oh, that I will do. That yeah. sounds like good fun. Very jealous. Also, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of, kind of fancy another thing, Patrick. I was looking, I was scrolling through my phone photos the other day, <sighs> looking for something specific, and I went back past the Alton Towers pictures. Oh yeah, like, oh that was fun. It was fun. Get myself to another UK park before I start travelling again. Uh, There's plenty anyway, out there. Plenty yeah, out there. There are a lot out there. Yeah. Tatal Park, perhaps? No, it's not UK. Today, no, that's, that's Ireland. It's easy to get to. You don't have to quarantine or take tests. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Ireland what, even like, Ireland? Yeah, it's like a weird exception. I guess you can just go, fly to Northern Ireland and then... I think that might be part of the logic. Is like, well, people are just going to take the mick anyway, aren't they? Yeah. So let's just exclude Ireland from all the actual requirements. Anyway, uh, that'll do it. You can keep up with the show in the in between episodes on Twitter, at Park Rush Podcast. The show notes... Go up at newhighscore.co.uk. If you want to stay in touch, get in touch with the show and have your messages read out on air, you can tweet us at the aforementioned Twitter handle or you can email podcast at parkrush.com. You can find every episode at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. So subscribe if you haven't already. Please. And send in your thoughts on The Jungle Cruise if you have seen it. Yeah. Keen to hear what people say. Um, and yeah, Albert Falls is referenced in it from uh, Disney Sea, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Well, there you go. There you go. Who would play Albert Falls for you in a movie? Um, Sean Connery, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know these days. He's a, he's a strapping elder fellow. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. All right, great. But the the uh, email us podcast at parkrush.com. Who should play Albert Falls? The Doctor from Hot Fuzz in Jungle Cruise. See you next week, everybody. Goodbye. See ya.